Welcome back to our podcast for the Order of the Lily and the Eagle. My name is Kevin. And I'm Larry. So, Larry, what are we going to talk about today? Why don't we talk a little bit about personality, what it is. Ooh. There's a lot of different opinions about that. What it's not, maybe. It's a what, sorry? What it is not from the Order's point of view. Um, yes. Well, everybody's got one. <laughs> but not many people can understand what it is, okay? And, of course, there are different, more modern uses of the word personality, which is somewhat different from the meaning that the founder, Marie, was trying to encapsulate in, in a word. Uh, so today, they, you often hear, oh, a TV personality. No, that's not what we're talking about. Um, I would actually say that that's a TV character. They are expressing a character, not a who they really are. So we, you have to make a distinction between character and personality. But that doesn't really help us in saying what is personality. So um, the best description I can give, and of course it's always provisional because somebody will come up with a better description, um, the personality is the totality of your expressions. Now, that sounds very highfalutin and complex and what have you, but it's not really because all you've got to do is stand in front of somebody that you've never met before and try and catch what's going on with yourself with respect to this new person. So you introduce each other, you may even shake hands, you say hello and all those things. So the first thing you'll notice, they're male or female, or they've got long hair or they've got short hair, or they're old or they're young, or they're middle-aged and they, they're quite large. You know, so in other words, what we see is, oh, of course, I forgot what type of clothes they wear. And that is the clothes is the expression of the person. They choose what clothes they wear, how they present themselves. So an ex- physical expression is their clothing. Okay, mm. That's not the only expression we see. We see them when they talk, they have a high voice, they have a jolly voice, they've got a very serious voice, high-pitched, low-pitched. Are they playful? Now we're saying playful. What does that mean? We're getting a glimpse of the person's emotional state. So from how they present themselves physically, we can get a sense of, are they happy? Are they worried? And so on and so forth. So we make the assumption, because we have feelings inside of us, that they too must have feelings. And those feelings are expressed usually in gesture, through their eyes, they're smiling. In other words, they're using the physical body to express those, we could call them hidden things that we don't really know what's going on inside of the person. And then we can go back another step and say, well, they'll start talking about certain ideas. And there we, then we think, ah, oh, well, that sounds like an idea. And we know that the idea is in the person's mind. So they're thinking. And the same with me, I'm thinking. So, we can start to build up a series of expressions of a physical one. There must be an emotional one, and there must be a mental or mind expression. 
So those three things together, the totality of those three things, represents a personality. Mm -hmm. And everybody will have those three things. They'll be thinking about stuff and expressing them. They'll be feeling stuff and expressing them. And physically, they'll be expressing themselves dancing, running, walking, smiling, gestures. All those things will then add up to that's that's Kevin or that's Larry or that's Arthur or that's Janine or mm -hmm. and so on and so forth and we can see right from the very beginning a baby will have certain characteristics but they don't really have a personality they haven't developed it yet mm. but bit by bit over time that baby will start expressing different ways of feeling mainly to begin with it's pleasure pain you know, mm. eat uh, sweet food, smile, mm. bitter food, don't smile. <laughs> it's very, very simple binary duality at that age. But bit by bit, you know, they'll, they'll smile with their eyes, mm. if you understand what I mean. They're not just smiling to get food, mm -hmm. unlike my cat, <laughs> who just doesn't smile. <laughs> He's a grumpy. But anyway... Bit by bit, a child will start expressing emotions and then will start thinking. But it takes time to get to that stage. And, of course, while they're going through that develop early development stage, we have those imprints that the environment, parents, school and what have you, put onto a child. Some of them good, some of them not so good. And part of the issue for regaining your true personality and yeah, because there is the concept of true personality and false yes false in the sense that you're not really expressing what you are as a person you're expressing what the environment has imprinted on you as an individual once you start getting rid of those you can start expressing what you really are if you don't want to use true it's what the real person Yes, you've also got the fact that you've got a weak and a strong personality. So what does that mean? It means that you can have a false personality and it can be very strong mm -hmm. to the point that it can overpower mm -hmm. other people. Mm -hmm. So strong doesn't mean true. It just means how the, the strength of the expression of mm -hmm. the person is it overpowering or not? Mm -hmm. If somebody is a mouse, and I don't want to disrespect mice, <laughs> but, you know, if somebody is like that, they tend to be very, they're fearful. And, of course, fear is one of the things that prevents us from expressing our true personality or our correct or the right or whatever. You see, again, there's another thing there. It's up to the person to choose what they want to express and the way they express it, i.e. their personality. It's not for me to say, no, 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 you do it this way and you do it that way. How do I know? And this, this brings me to a very important point about the first theorem, which says, okay, everybody's different. Why? And that's a very big question. Why are they different? We see it in nature. So we talked about theorem three and four that, um, the differences throughout nature 
different two leaves are not the same two trees are not two humans are not the same two animals are not the same they've got similarities but they're all different and that must be for a good reason there must be a law behind that so to realize the fact that there is a law behind everything because we're involved we're not separate from nature we're part of nature we then have to make the next step and say well okay that's true so to return to the question why is everybody different? I'm talking about human beings now. So why are they different? So this was described to me once in, in the following manner. We said that everybody have, has their certain um, tendencies when they're born, like as if they're born with certain qualities, certain gifts, we might say. Some of them are, aren't necessarily beneficial, but nevertheless, we're, we're born differently with different set of tools in life. Uh, and go away you can find that out for yourself whether I'm lying or I'm leading you down the garden path but why are they all different they each come into this world with a single piece of a jigsaw a massive massive jigsaw at the moment it's over seven billion pieces of the jigsaw and each ever each single person in the world is carrying their particular piece of the jigsaw and the only way you're going to express that piece of jigsaw to the rest of the world is by being who you are and not what society and family and what have you has pushed you into. They've squashed you into being a particular way. And of course, the jigsaw piece gets lost. And that's critical. I might need to hand this piece of jigsaw on to somebody else so that they can then use your piece with their piece to add to the jigsaw piece of somebody else. And bit by bit, we can piece everything together. But if you go through life without expressing that particular thing, that piece of the jigsaw, then somebody else in the future will have to come along and fill in the piece. Now, okay, it's a nice little picture and everybody goes, oh, that's really nice. And is it true? I don't know. But for my view of what goes on in the universe it kind of makes me feel all warm and cozy inside <laughs> and it it makes me smile and it makes me it helps to drive me to express my personality and to try and find somebody to give a piece of that jigsaw mm, yeah that's it so what's the point of personality to express who you truly are so you can then show people the little bit of the jigsaw that you've got and hopefully that will help them in some way. Which conversely also means you have to respect their pizza. Yeah. Or help, want to help them. Oh, give, give me your piece of the jigsaw. <clears throat> it's not that I'm collecting it. want to force their idea of what that piece is on everybody around them. No, you can't force people no. to do stuff. Really? It, it never works. You tell yeah. me at one point in history or in your family when people were obliged to do things and it ended up well. Yeah, it never ends well. Eventually somebody kicks off. They don't like it. Mm. Eventually somebody will go, do you remember back 20 years ago? You know, it's much better to try and play nice with each other in the playground of the universe. <laughs> you know, 
I, I'm, I've yet to see a situation where imposition has ever done anything good in in humanity. It might do for a short period of time, but eventually it blows up. So we see it very often, in particularly in what I would call the strong man syndrome. So you, we, I, I look at Russia at the very moment <coughs> that we are with Putin, the big czar of Russia, the big head, the strong man. Now he's he's going to die sooner or later, and what will that mean for Russia? There will be a fighting between the other strong men to try and take over, and that is for me. This is you know just perpetuating because of the environment. They keep perpetuating the same problems, mm. and each country will have their own Putin mm. kicking around in the background. And the question is, is that the right right way for society, for humanity to actually be? Or should we be looking for a more collaborative way in order to help the children of the world? And I don't just mean the babies and the two years olds and what have you. I mean, every person is a child of the world. And really, we should have in our mind that we should look after people first rather than, oh, we can't do that because it's going to cost money or we can't do that because they're the enemy. (laughs) You know, what what do you mean they're the enemy? Really? They're the enemy? Does that mean we go and kill them? And as we said in the previous uh, podcast about um, animals don't go around killing... Even two tribes, herds of animal, they won't kill each other to death. Actually, I've noticed I've got a big berry bush, berry tree out the back. The birds don't come to the tree and strip all the food off. Mm. They take a few bits and then they fly on. Although there are insects that will decimate. Yes, but even if we were in proper balance... Oh, then the, the you would have some of those insects, be, but they wouldn't have over-dominated. Right. It's only because generally, and I say it generally, mankind is disrupting the natural balance More of things. things. Yeah. And of course, we've got the wonderful climate warming <laughs> that everybody's going on about. And that, yes, man is affecting the climate, and we can argue about the degree of the effect, but naturally, nature will try and rebalance things. That's what it does. With whether we're here or not, the weather systems will will get stronger winds, or will get more flooding, or will you know higher temperatures or colder temperatures. And that's nature naturally doing what it's doing. So, another key point about uh, analogy and the third and fourth theorem is actually about balance, mm-hmm. and it's that balance that we need to be looking to within ourselves so our emotions is balanced not dominated balanced by our mind likewise our mind shouldn't be imposing on our soul so people who are often people who are very unhappy their mind is dominating the soul and the soul is very upset because it's it's not allowed to be to express itself so how can your personality be true when your soul is being crushed? Yeah, that idea of balance is extremely important to understanding what a 
true person is. And this then, yeah, this then leads back to a more fundamental law, which is the law of dyad or the law of duality or the law of binary. In other words, there are two things. When you find one thing, automatically there must be another. You don't get one magnetic pole, you mm. get two. You don't just get a positive electric battery, you get a positive and negative. And if you look at nature and try and find a thing that's itself on its own, it's very hard to find them. Mm. You know, there's there's always a male and a female. Mm-hmm. Okay, there are there are some animals, I grant you that, but usually there is that duality that's necessary for creation. Mm-hmm. And that law, that binary, must be within us. Because mm. we're an expression of nature, and nature, we, we can't sort of say, oh, we're above nature. And a lot of people get that, they seem to think that we are, but no, we're absolutely part of it. So when the rebalancing happens in nature, we see the results. Volcanoes going off, hillsides dropping into the ocean. You know, that's that's the truth, or at least that's what appears to be the truth. This appears to be what's going on. So yes, we need to understand that we're not able to isolate ourselves from these things. It's not possible. People think they can, but at the end of the day, even survivalists who are packing away all this food and you know knives and guns and what have you, they have to rely on other people to provide them with those things. You know, a gun doesn't come from out of the blue, and to make your own gun is a non-trivial thing. And then you've got to do the bullets and the gunpowder, and you know. So have you got a local saltpeter manufacturer that you can nick a load of saltpeter and you? Know, no, the, you can't really isolate yourself from what could happen in the future. But let why don't we then just sit down and say, what do we need to do to avoid that? And that's essentially, you know, the, the reasoning approach, whether or not people want to do that and whether the politicians can um, push that through, if they want to push it through, is another matter. And of course, then it becomes very polarized, left, right, Republican, Democrats, Tory, late, you know, and it's not very productive. The, the whole idea is let's try and work with each other and together we can move forward. Mm-hmm. Respect the other person. That's it. So I think I, I think, I, well, I hope I've spoken enough to give people an idea about personality. And if not, we can come back to it again. Yeah. Anybody Um, with questions is certainly welcome to contact us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway, it's uh, enough from me. Okay. Probably enough for this time. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Bye.